Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 4, Chapter 45. This was not the only occasion when Giovanni Battista Modio experienced Philip's help. Not long afterwards, he had an attack of the stone and a severe retention of urine. The seriousness of the condition again brought his safety into doubt. When all medical remedies had failed, Philip visited him and, as usual, exhorted him to be patient before going off to the church to offer prayers for him. Here he prayed in fervor of soul, in ceaseless longing for his son's recovery, and tears began to show on his face. At the very moment they were perceived to flow from Philip's eyes, the sufferer passed the stones with urine and immediately felt himself so much better that he completely recovered from the sickness that had been troubling him. Our Holy Father often asks this man to discourse about the stories of the early saints, to the great comfort and benefit of his hearers, for he was gifted with the facility in speaking so that when he spoke to a large crowd, he could mix entertainment with instruction and fill the hearts of his audience with a rare delight. He also displayed great charity to the poor and was greatly given to works of Christian charity. A few years after he had been received into the household of God, he died a religious and pious death in accordance with the life he had lived. In the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, choicest of priests, gentle guide of youth, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. By your patience, our Lord says, you will gain your souls. Patience. Patience. What is the virtue of patience? Well, it's a virtue that enables us to bear sadness, sorrow, and not grow angry. Anger always follows upon sadness, sorrow. But the patient man can endure the sadness without suddenly getting angry, without speaking, without doing something rash. Our Lord says you will gain your souls by patience. Why? Well, it must mean because we have a lot of sorrows in this life. We speak of Our Lady of Sorrows. We speak of this life, the psalmist says, as a valley of tears. Our Lord is a man of sorrows. He told Peter and James and John in the Garden of Gethsemane, pray, for my soul is sorrowful even unto death. 
And so this life is filled with all kinds of small annoyances, small crosses, at a fairly regular interval they occur. And so we need patience on a daily basis, on a regular basis, so that we can endure without getting angry, without doing something wrong, these little things that make us sad, that annoy us, that put us off, that disappoint us. We need patience for all that. And when Philip came to Modio in tonight's reading, when he was in great agony, stones, urine retention, it's incredibly painful. And Philip says, first of all, be patient. In other words, endure this sadness. Now, how is this possible? Well, it's possible because patience is also a gift. Patience is something we have to pray for. We lean on the Lord for patience. In other words, we lean on Christ to give us his own patience. He's our model of patience. And if we ask him, he will give us a share. He will infuse into our soul his own patience so that we can do it with his help. But like all virtues, obedience, which we talked about before, patience, it stems from love. We endure these things out of love for Jesus, who allows us to go through them. See, Lord, I will put up with this because all things are under your providence and you've allowed me to undergo this. So these stones, this urine retention, St. Philip can say to him, be patient. God has allowed this for some reason, and he never lets us be tried beyond our strength. So be patient under the Lord's difficult hand, and you will see the glory of God. Now, we know that St. Philip wept. He wept, he cried, and people later on put together the timing. Those that were with him in the church saw him start crying. And later on, when they discovered, what time did, did uh, Modio get better? When did he pass those stones? When did the, oh, it was this time. And then people began to put together, that was the exact time that Philip started crying. So there's this kind of correlation between the tears coming from Philip's eyes and the passing of the stone. And people knew this can't be a coincidence. It has to be connected. It would be impossible for this to be unconnected given what Philip was praying for, given all the things they knew, this had to be connected. And this is the exact kind of reasoning that we see in the Gospels. When our Lord heals the man's daughter who's sick in Capernaum, and he comes as, Lord, my daughter's sick, come and lay your hands on her. And from a distance, our Lord says, be of courageous, be of good faith. Your daughter will get well. And he goes back and he run out to tell him she's better. And he said, well, what time was it? And they said, 1 p.m. And that was the exact time our Lord had said to him, your daughter will be well. So that scene from the gospel is kind of in its own way replayed here. And in our own lives, we have to be on the lookout for these correlations. And the fact that our mind sees connections and we see the hand of God in correlations is not wrong. It's good. It's very good. 
What's the premise? What's the background? God's providence. If we know that all things are under his providence, and providence means he sees everything, videre in Latin, he sees pro on behalf of us. He sees what we need and provides for things. There's nothing that happens that's not somehow part of his plan. And so because we know that, we have a kind of secret insight into how things work. And every now and then God raises up in his providence a speaker like Modio. Philip prayed for him to get better because he knew how much good he could do. He could combine in his talks with large crowds entertainment with instruction. It's not a very easy thing to do. It's not a very common gift to be able to bring these together. But Modio had it. As you saw last night, he loved opera. He had a certain dramatic sense to his soul. And early before he became converted, he wrote operas that were kind of destructive of souls. He wrote things that were not very good for people's chastity. And Philip got it, got him, brought him around. But let us ask the Lord tonight to raise up in his church people who are, first of all, patient. Let's ask the Lord to increase patience in us. And let's also ask that as we are patient, as we endure what we have to undergo, that God might see our patience and our suffering and give us in return preachers who can proclaim the gospel with a certain delight in the hearers. That God will raise up truly eloquent speakers who can instruct us and entertain us keep our attention, and not just ours, but those around us, so that many souls might know the goodness and sweetness of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.